Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Uninformed Podcast. With me I got Jared. What's up man? Zach. Hey man, what's up? And my boy Ethan. What up, what up? Hey guys, welcome back fellas. I miss Thanks. you. Oh, hey, it's been too long. That's right. You guys want to tell the people where you were at? But 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 Barbados. Barbados. Yeah yeah. Welcome back. I'm glad you guys had a blast. Sorry I couldn't be there with you fellas. And uh, sure sounds like a heck of a trip. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was a doozy. Trip of a lifetime. So when you guys were down there, did you? Uh, use the native currency? Did you bring U.S. dollars? How'd that work? Well, we brought U.S. and then we converted it to uh, native. They take they take U.S. currency there. The exchange rate is relative to the U.S. dollar, so it's just it's just doubled. It's two to one, um, yeah. Ratio. Yeah, usually people pretty, pretty much everyone will take U.S. currency down there, but also yeah, we have a lot of Barbados money while we were down there. Mm. Turns out they charge. Uh, with ATM fees. Fun fact. That's how they get you. Yeah. So, I think with you guys being be. on vacation, vacation's a time to kind of let loose, relax, hang out. Were you guys money conscious? Did you go down with a set budget? Or throw all caution into the wind and whatever happens, happens? Listen, we landed there. Immediately, the first thing we Googled is where is the closest casino? And you know what we did? <laughs> We threw all our money down, man. But no, start- yeah, I, we, we were fairly uh, money conscious. We all came down with kind of budgets, and then once we reached our budget, we said, well, how can we spend the least amount of money after this? So, Yeah. Well, I like mm. to think of it as a metaphor, okay? I think of it like I rode my electric bike while I was down there. I didn't spend any of the battery for the first 90%, and then the last 10%, I had a bunch of leftover batteries, so I was able to just spend it all in the last 10%. <laughs> <laughs> So you went down with a number in mind, and you were willing to spend all of that. So that's why on the final 10% of the trip, you spent all that was left of your money. Yeah, that's right, boy. Yeah. Tish, same thing? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, How I kept some. How down with? High roll I went, I went, uh, I went down Who there with around out, 500, worry. 500. Whoa, 500 grand. Half a G, geez. half a G. Nice. No, I was just curious. I think having a budget is uh, important. Even when you go down to let yeah. loose, you have a number in your head, and as long as you stay within that, you're cool with it because mentally, uh, you know, you stayed within your budget. And that's why yeah. having cash down there is important because it's easier to keep track. If you were charging everything to your credit card, super easy to come back home and be like, I spent what in Barbados? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. true. It'd be very easy to spend it, but also it makes it a little bit more convenient to pay with pay with your card, which we found out about halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Sounds like a story for another day. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that kind of leads me into what we're going to be talking about today: just uh, all things financial, from finance your financial future to current your current financials to credit to whoa. Spoiler alert. Maybe a new legislation that's being proposed. Whoa! What? Oh, Whoa! I don't have the money for that. I'm out. Already? So Can, let's uh, start with that. Does anybody know what I'm referencing? The credit scores? Whoa! Yeah, bingo! <laughs> First guess. 
Yeah, plot twist. I didn't really hear you talking about it, but I was eavesdropping a little on your private conversation you had with with your wife. Uh, And I heard you guys mention something about credit scores, but that's the extent I heard. All right, well, lay it on me. Uh, Okay, new legislation laws say that those who have a higher credit score will now pay higher mortgage rates on new homes. Whoa. That was pretty good. Yeah. What is it with that? that What are your guys' thoughts on that? So you're saying having a higher credit score means you got to pay a higher interest rate? Oh, for those of you who can't see, finger on the nose, you got it. Yeah, because you you ultimately want a lower credit score. The Biden administration is passing this legislation where if you have higher credit, you now are assessed a higher rate to help subsidize the riskier loans that are given out to people with low income, low credit. Mm. So you're being punished for having a good credit score, huh? Well, that's one way to look at it. That's that's, that's your interpretation of what is happening. No, I'm being rewarded because my credit is so good that they trust me to to pay off my loan. So that's why they're going to make it higher. They trust me. Well, that's exactly what it is. That feels kind of nice, guys. You know what I you know what I like? I like being able to help out people, you know? If I have a high credit score, I want to be able to help out the less fortunate. So I don't mind giving a little bit more just so people that are less fortunate can have a good time and have basic human <laughs> needs addressed. Zach, with this hmm. being said, why should you not just tank your credit score? Um because oh, I know exactly why you shouldn't tank your credit score. Because it's already it, tanked. <laughs> No, no, because it would make you it would make it very difficult for you to find an apartment, um, to um, obtain but if we're a loan. People with higher credit. What? If if we're rewarding people with bad credit, well, then I guess you're incentivized to have a lower credit score. Then when, I mean, when you shouldn't have a lower credit score. That that was more of a straw man's question, but yeah, basically. Yeah. Right now, there's legislation where I think it's a 620, 640 credit score. If you have a, a higher score than that and you apply for a mortgage loan, you're going to be assessed a higher rate to help make up for the lower credit, lower income uh, mortgages that would be given out there. Basically, it's they know that you're going to make your payments because you're responsible, so you can handle $40 more a month, and it's going to help make up money for people who are in much riskier bet on a loan. Okay. I don't think that's Is fair. Is the other end of it also true then? Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. If I have a lower credit score, am I paying a lower mortgage rate or if my or if I have a higher credit score, is it just being elevated slightly? So not to the point of if it was lower. You see what I'm saying? I think you just get it for free now. No, 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 no. That is not a hot take. Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't read the bill. Uh, From my understanding, it's something like 900 pages. Did you vote on the bill, Jonah? I see. I am not a member of Congress, even though I do get mistaken for one. So no, I yeah, you do. You you do look like Rick Santorum. Yeah, uh, legislative and how you act. You're pretty close to Uncle Sam. I thought. You know Uncle Sam like the back of your hand. I thought right. Good one, Zach. I just thought that I was like curious. It. I couldn't believe that they were doing that. That that's a proposed. Uh, I think it goes into effect May first. Wow. Oh, so it already passed. Whoa. Real? Yeah. Oh, jeez. What the heck? 
let's no, let's tank our credit scores. Let's, let's uh, be test well, dummies. Well, you still don't want to tank your credit scores. That was more uh, of I a, know. I was being a sarcastic. facetious argument, but yeah. yeah, it's you know now having a higher credit score. You work hard. You pay everything on time to have a good credit score to get a low rate, and now you're paying a higher rate anyway to help people that are irresponsible. Oh, well, Jonah, to answer your question earlier that you asked Zach, you do not want to tank it because this is only for new-time homeowners. There's a lot mm. of other things that a high credit score will still help with. For example, car loans. You could car still get a lower APR. Car loans, yeah. Yeah. Annual is it like, rate. is it loans in general too? Like I said, I thought it was like when, I mean, I guess we said securing a house too, but also when you're trying to apply for an apartment, um, don't they look into your take your credit history into account too to see if you can actually exactly. you keep up on the payments. For an apartment. That's like the third time you've mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I don't exactly. know. Maybe I've been looking around. Who knows? But I, I, I just, I know like that's uh, a thing that a landlord or a, um, what have you would look at to take and sure, see if that person can actually pay for it. Personal experience. I've rented twice in my life before my mortgage. I never had to do a credit app. Oh, but okay. I know. Oh no, I've heard that. I I've okay. rented like eight eight times probably, and I also have not had to give my credit score. Okay, well, but what I've done like three. But I never have. I, yeah, so I don't know. I feel that like some, I've heard that somewhere. That they Maybe not. all don't. I think if you're renting from a normal person, probably not. If it's a business yeah. that rents out multiple properties and yeah. multiple units, business, yeah. then you might have to. Okay, yeah, my current landlord ran a background check on me. Whoa. Your current landlord, huh? Who, who might that be? <laughs> I don't know, but he, he ran a background. He made me pay like triple deposit fee. Oh my oh, god. What a what a what landlord. Was, what whoa. the heck? Who is well, this? This must guy? be a very him. uh very high end place here you got there. Sweet deal. Yeah, so yeah. Well, the, his landlord did make him do that. He was a high risk candidate, so <laughs> just to kind of protect the uh the landlord there a little bit plus he's known to get a little score. bit rowdy and uh can't have that devil horns zach yep no you know what i already asked you zach ethan what do you think the average credit score is for 25 to 40 year olds uh average credit score for 25 to 40 year olds i'm gonna say 680 jared Higher or lower? That's a big range. I'm going to go a little lower because I think 702, it's going to be below 702. So I'm going below 680 just to play the game. All right. So, Zach, you got to go above then. Uh, I don't want to go above because I feel like a lot of people around 25 to 40 aren't financially secure. But just to, for argument's sake, I'll go above. I'll just say to be the devil's advocate. It's probably it's probably lower than six eighty. I'll say you know, I'll go six thirty. I'll say six eighty five. It's actually six eighty six. So Ethan, heck of a guess. Oh, thanks, man. Nice. Tish said six eighty five. I did. Well, we might Glad. be looking at different data. We're, oh, we're off okay. by one point. Either way, I mean, Tish guessed six eighty five. That was a that was guess. guess. Yeah. As you get older uh. or younger. Would you expect the credit score to go up or down? Down. Uh, when you as you get older, as I you get older, you think it would go up, right? So you think I, ideally it would go up. The credit score go down. 
I think like, if we're looking at the average American, yes. which with how much in debt they are, I expect yeah. a lot of missed payments. I think financial institutions live off of uh, late payments, and I would expect the same, causing uh, credit scores to decrease. That's my hypothesis mm. locked <laughs> in stone. You know, that actually makes sense when you say it like that. However, um, debt plays a part in your credit, but it's not a major part. Don't. Um, it actually goes up. Don't. Yay. Which nice. would yeah. make sense. The older you get, the, the longer you have a credit history, which is a factor in your credit. Uh, the more payments you make, a factor. However, if you do get into missed payments, then that'll drastically have yeah. you tank. But typically, as you get older, you pay off stuff, you make more money, your debt to income ratio comes down, allowing for a higher credit score, and you get off less loans because you're able to pay cash or you I have money in the bank, yeah. and it really doesn't matter as much. I think so. Jared just admitted that his credit score has been going down as he gets older. Yeah, that's kind of what he, I heard. He assumed no, all of ours was down with him. sob story, okay? No, we, we don't need any of this. <laughs> all right, all right. No, 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 no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. At the age of 18, and it was a slow, slow climb trying to build that thing. Like, it takes a long time to build your credit. And, like, I got a credit card when I was young and didn't pay it off. And next thing you know, like, just that one mark early on made it hard to build it up. So mine has climbed, like, a lot. Um, but. but, Jared, you're not alone. That's one of the most common stories told in America. Young people who weren't taught this in high school, how to handle their finances, open up a credit card. Don't realize when you max it out, you can only pay $30 and you assess interest rates at 20% that is a greater number than what you're paying. Well, Therefore, yeah. you're maxed out at 500, but yet you owe 510. 518, 532, and you're paying off, and to what you said earlier, that's how credit card companies live, based off of interest. That was me. Yeah. So, that's a, a very common thing in America. All right, uh, Ethan. I yes, sir. You, I uh, call you for tribute here. How okay. Many, so, 1 to 10... How many okay. Americans don't have five hundred dollars in savings? What? How many out of ten Americans don't have five hundred bucks in savings? Yeah, so one out of ten Americans don't have five hundred bucks. Five out of ten Americans don't have uh, five hundred bucks. I'd say four out of ten. So you forty percent of Americans don't have five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, sure. Jared, is this including kids? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, can I go back? Is are we doing so whole so numbers or, or are we doing decimals? No, no, whole numbers. Okay, yeah, four then. Let's assume uh, 18, 18. Or 16, working age and older. Ah, give me three, huh? Yeah, it's between three and four, I'm sure. Uh, see, you know what? I think you guys are wrong. I'm going to do six of ten. I think it's more than you guys <laughs> think. 60% of Americans don't have 500 bucks? Yeah. Do you have five hundred bucks, Tish? You just I do. Hey, actually. You spent five hundred bucks in Barbados. That's true. I spent all of it then, right? All right. See how quickly you can have five hundred bucks and blow it. Five days, boom, whole thing's gone. Anyway, I is. can tell you one of you is correct, and it is drum roll Zach. Da, 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 da. Whoa! Wow! Boop, boop, boop. That's nice. two. Hey, he's two for two tonight. Let's go. Jeez. 
this guy deserves his own apartment. You know that? Yeah. Numbers <laughs> of me are like a marriage wing to happen. Or he's just quicker on the Google than you guys are. I Google in my brain. He doesn't need Google. He has his brain. Yeah. All right. So, Zach, you're on fire. You're you're the next tribute to answer this question. So, right, for a single you. person living in the U.S., what is the average monthly living expense for a single person in the U.S.? Oh, God, single person. I'll take monthly or per year. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's see. So that's, you know. Let me do monthly rent, then. car, insurance, bills. Oh, all that added up in the one. Okay. Yes. So Per month. Per month, okay. The average what? The average monthly bill you're saying? What's what's the average monthly living expenses for a oh, okay. single person? Okay, okay. All right, I also see, have it for uh, for a family of four. Family of four, okay. Uh, I want to say this might be on the higher end. I don't know. I'm gonna say two k. Adding all 2, that up. Two thousand for a single person. Yep. I I mi- I did some numbers in my head and guessed, so I said two k. Ethan, you're a renter. What do you think? Um, everybody's crunching their budgets right now. Yeah. Well, uh, so I mean, average across the U.S. You're saying? Yeah, and I know it's skewed because tough. yeah, you know, you have big cities, high. Like yeah, exactly. Chicago's yeah, exactly. Super expensive. So I'm so thinking like the New, New York, York and LA's of the world versus like yeah. I don't know. I would steer in away Kansas. from that. Yeah. Just so I'm gonna cut. I'm just gonna stick it in the middle. So I'm gonna say, I feel like maybe the big cities would be like three or four k a month, and yeah. then the, and then the small cities might be, a thousand bucks a month living expense. Yeah. So the average is thirty two hundred bucks. So I'm gonna say oh. I'm gonna say in the middle. I'm gonna say thirty two hundred a month. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> whoa, Ethan. boom, whoa, there you yeah. go, you got it. What a guess, huh? What a guess. Heck of a guess, <laughs> 3200 bucks. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, roughly $38,000 a year, and that's just oh, your wow. living expenses. That's not that's insane. fun, that's not boozing with the boys, that's not golfing, that's not uh, wine Wednesdays and book clubs, that's just your living expenses. That's more than that's 36 k a year. Nearly, oh. yeah, nearly yeah. $38,000. Yeah. But that's average, right? That is average, yes. Not median, because the average is skewed by the ultra, ultra rich. Is that right? Yeah, this is just average monthly living expenses. Okay. Yeah, not not the median, this is just average. So, yes. So, I was more on the low end then. The hungry, the meek. Let's see. For a family of four... It costs roughly seven thousand dollars per month. Jeez, that's roughly eighty-five thousand per. So year. that's a good deal. That's that's tr- that's quadruple the amount of people for only about double the price. Yes, yeah. it's a good deal. But I guess. family of four, kids, you know, they consume less. They have less expenses. Uh, they don't have their own cars and things like that. But yeah, but that means a working mom and dad or family, single mom, whatever, family of four. You have to make $85,000 a year as a household income just to cover your living expenses. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's something worth thinking about for people that are dating or that want to start a family. You know, how do you get to 85000 or so in order to, you know, appropriately family plan? Or how do you downsize your life to a point where you can live comfortably with children and not exceed, um, you know, what your income is? Which I don't think a lot of people do in society today. I think they just kind of... Wing it. You know, cross those bridges when they come to yeah. it. They borrow friends and family um, and go from there. Yeah. So, talking about income, what is the best way to make money? Gambling. Passive. Oh, well, well, it's true. You can check that out in our right. uninformed episode, yeah. Simplify it. Kiss. Keep it simple, so, stupid. Uh, yeah. Do what you enjoy. No, what do, you, what do you need to make money? If you don't a job, need a job. A skill. No. Skill, job. Oh. An income. Yeah. We all go yes, an income. And where do you get an income yeah. from? A job. A boss. <laughs> a job. Ah. A job. A job. No. So we're all of us here relatively young, under thirty, so we don't have a lot of life experience as far as careers go. What do you think is more common? People to stay with one company or for people to hit three to four companies every ten years? Three to four companies every ten years. More common in the U.S.? Why? Because, uh, one, I think it's because someone doesn't see uh, achievement. Um, they don't see them uh, themselves getting uh, the raise they want, or they don't see themselves moving up in a position they wanted, or in a leadership, leadership position, like I said. Uh, there could be multiple factors. Um, they want to move to a denser, densely populated city. Um, there's, a, there's a lot. But I feel like it would be less common for someone to stay at one company for a long period of time. All solid points. And Ethan, yes, in the U.S. Yeah. I'm just going to say the opposite of Tish, just so we have all of our bases covered. I'm thinking, the, you know, Uncle Gary, who worked at the factory his whole life, thinking that that kind of person. Hmm. More of like a labor. Any guesses? Skill labor, hard labor. Uh, I really don't know, man. I mean... It- I know I've heard the statistic before that people on average who switch jobs every two years make about 40% more than people who stay at the same workplace. What? Um, and I know in the U.S., most people are money-driven, especially with the financial expectations of raising a family. So, I mean, I would guess bouncing around, but I really couldn't say. But then, yeah, I think you reach a certain point where you stop bouncing, so I don't know. So I think we would all agree if I said... 50 years ago, our grandparents, they were more likely to stay at one job than we are. I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Gary down the street, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's true. Nowadays, people do tend, basically everything Jared said, and you stole my statistic, but um, yeah, people (laughs) I'm just too good. (laughs) People who change jobs, companies mainly, every two years... They make on average forty percent more money mm. by the end of their career. I'm yeah. good, he man. Got, he got the Whoa. number right and everything. Yeah. Wow, on point, man. You know who's changed the jobs the most out of all of us here? This guy, and you know who's the richest out of all of us here? <laughs> all right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hotshot. Why do you think you make more money by changing companies as opposed to 
if you stay at one company, you uh, your boss can learn who you are. The company learns who you are. It's easier to get promoted from within as opposed to an outside hire. With promotions, you get uh, yearly uh, cost of living raises. There's a lot more room for you to continue to move up the ladder where you really make the big bucks than it is if you constantly jump around. Um, I'm going to say most people are comfortable where they're at, so they become content accepting less and just allowing that to be that. Whereas when you're willing to jump out of that, now your resume builds up a good deal and then you can use that to search for the job you want. But uh, more specifically than that bigger increase in a skill set allows you to search for the salary you want. So it gives you more options to search for a higher salary rather than yeah. use that uh, one place. So. I know in my field in engineering, I know that it was real common like during the pandemic and afterwards to uh, do exactly that to like job hunt and then have the different companies compete for you, you know, mm -hmm. compete with a higher and higher salary. So it's like, Hey, Hey, I got an offer from this company. They're offering me this. And then the original company is like, Hey, I'll give you like, you know, 5% more. And then you go back to the other company. And if you keep doing that over like 10 years, every few years, the companies compete with themselves and you give yourself a higher starting salary each time. And it's kind of like an artificial inflation. Yeah, going off of what you guys said, you can use uh, what you're currently, like the current job you're working at, um, use like, hey, I'm getting this amount of money, this salary with this company, and I have this position, then use that as leverage to uh, a few other companies you're talking to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a smart move, and it's probably what a lot of people do nowadays. It's, it's sleazy. I think it's sleazy. Well, yeah, look through, yeah, look out for your, the little guy yourself yeah i guess yeah there, there's a lot of good points there to what you guys had said if i'm making forty thousand dollars a year and i'm changing jobs i'm gonna make sure i make more than forty thousand so i'll take a job well, making yeah. 45 then i go to change and i'm gonna take a job making 47 and a half you're not gonna take a a decrease if you stay in one job it's very easy to get comfortable you don't want Be to leave. it's a good yeah. job they work with your friends your kids your family like it's a lot easier to stay put where you are and only take a cost of living raise if they offer it instead of going and and demanding more money for yourself to what jared had said do you think it'll look bad on your resume to change jobs every two to three years and would you put you know two three four jobs on your resume showing that you do not stick at one place. You are going to be there for two years and move on. Would you hire somebody? Well, I suppose it comes down to the interview. You ask them, hey, why have you switched jobs? And if they say, oh, there was no growth in it, and then, you know, for the two years' time, I didn't see any annual increases, which is something that I, I desire in a position or an opportunity for growth, then you can be like, okay, that's something my company can provide, you know? So I think it's just situational. That's a very smart answer. Yeah, very safe answer. Very safe for a safe guy. Safe. Yeah, what's your what's your answer, edgy man? Yeah, Tish. Oh, I'm the edgy man. Yeah. Uh, Tish, <laughs> let's role play for a second. All right, oh, all right. I love this. Give him a new name. All Meredith. right, Zeke. 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 Oh, that works. actually, that works. that's a cool okay. name. Zeke's a cool name. All right, Zeke. Thank you for applying with us. Uh, I, I've noticed here that since you were 18, you've held 36 different jobs. Why is that? <laughs> because I like to be active in the workforce. 
But it says you've only worked at every job for four months. Why should I hire you? Are you going to be here in five months? It's possible, depending on how um, the people are around me <laughs> and how much I'm getting paid. There's a lot of factors go into it. I like to be independent. And if I'm not getting my uh, achievement in those four months, then You're hired. it might not be a possible five. Oh, gee, you sold me. All right. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> No, that well, was 36 nice. jobs in four months. That's that's insane, though. That's crazy for Zeke. Hey, how do you how do you feel your last interview went? Uh, I felt like uh, wait, last interview in as Zeke or as in real life? <laughs> in real life. Oh, I, I think it went well. I mean, I have a job now, so yeah. That's, that's good, good, man. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, that was a fun role-playing session. Um, yeah, I, I think it really depends on the interviewer themselves, the company that you're going for, and yeah. you know turnover rates. If if you're interviewing at a mom and pop shop and they value loyalty, you're probably not. They're probably not going to hire somebody that moves around um, in any yeah. industry. But so true. Um, yeah, he put me in a difficult spot there. Uh, I don't even know what the interviewer's name was there, but I guess he was Jonah. That's that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the interviewer never disclosed Zeke his name. And, uh, no name. No, it's Tony. Oh, Tony. Tony. Oh, uh, see, Tony, that's the first yeah. step. Know who you're talking to as the interviewee. Tony sounds like a sleazy man. Yeah. You know yeah. what, Zeke? I feel like our interview's gone well, um, but I will let you know. I haven't made a decision. I had a ton of candidates before you. I'll have a ton after you. So. Oh, uh, so you're not going to give me a call back. back? Just tell me right now. You're not giving me a call back. Well, I have a lot of candidates to interview. That's what I they all say. I'm not making a decision right now. So, but what so I don't you don't value you do me. Is go take another job. Anyway, that kind of covers uh, I was being uh, silly, what I wanted to yeah. get into as far as credit income job stuff like that a little bit of everything not really delve too deep into one thing uh yeah what, what are your guys' thoughts do you want to retire early with a lot of money Ooh. do you want to work for the rest of your life and live poorly like what what do you where do you guys see yourself in 50 years i i'm gonna interrupt that my thoughts i think credit is stupid I think it is Ooh. so stupid. Whoa. The fact that hot one take, number hot take. determines how much money I pay for a loan that a million different people have. Like, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Well, on a serious note, do you know what that number represents? Uh. Ooh. <laughs> how fin financially stable someone is? Really? Not is stable. No. no the likelihood that they're gonna get their money back on time i don't know yeah basically yeah that's, that okay. number All is right. an indicator to the lender of how likely you are to recoup their money oh, how likely right are you how safe of an investment are you the higher your credit score the safer the yeah. investment you are the lower the riskier which is why lower people get a higher interest rate because the bank or the lender wants to recoup as much of the money as possible mm -hmm. because they know there's a great risk that you're not going to pay the entire life of the loan. Whereas if mm -hmm. you're a higher credit score, 
the bank is okay making less money on interest because you're a safe investment and a safe bet to pay back all of it to them. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Quick little breakdown on credit for you. Yeah. Sorry, well, I didn't mean to interrupt your no, question. No, 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 you're good. I'm looking for a credit auditor. Do you want to come in for an interview at some point? Uh, I'm pretty loyal to my company. Okay. Nice try. <laughs> I, I respect Nice try. That. I respect Nice try, big guy. He's yeah. not going to leave in two years for a salary <laughs> increase. Not this time. Not I, I leave every four months for a salary increase. I'm not that Thank guy, you. pal. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. <laughs> you, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. All right, this guys. Any closing guy. thoughts? I am that guy. Ethan, lay one financial piece of info on me. Go. Investing. You sell your options. You make money each week. Passive income, baby. Ooh. Sounds like taking candy from a baby. Sounds it like is. pie. Zach, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? <laughs> Go. Whoa. I would be a raccoon because I would steal why? all the trash, all the money, all the trash from all the Wall Street bandits out there. That's a very Stealing interesting the money answer. From you. I think Very. my company's going to go in a different direction. We're not looking for a trash man, but uh, I will keep you in mind. Well, Plus, one man's trash one... is another man's treasure. So You pick the one animal that reminds people of a bandit. So not only are you going to steal from me, you're going to take my trash. Yeah, wow. see, I'm helping you out. One man's trash, another man's treasure. Exactly, yeah. Mm. We'll do more mock interviews at a later point. But thank you all for joining. Fun. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions about our opinions on investing, credit, anything, both in the U.S. and out, go ahead credit card and fraud. comment yeah. on any of our social media platforms. We've been silent for a few weeks, but we are back up and running now that the gang is back in the States. Woo! We back, next, baby. Yeah, yeah. Next time, the uninformed followers. Ba la 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 la. See ya. Peace out. Get to the job. Au revoir. Rock and roll. GG.